Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall with my guys, Roa and Mike, to talk some sneakers. What's good, fellas? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. Just uh, just chilling. I'm, I'm relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> Another rainy day here in Portland, Oregon, but a lot of people characterize that as a sunny day, so we're good as well. <laughs> We've got we got some uh we got some pretty nice weather in Sacramento right now. It's uh like 72, 73 and sunny this, this whole week it seems like. So um I don't know. I I have been a little hesitant to get excited about summer showing up cuz I feel like we're still in that like we're going to hit you with like a two week rainstorm right after this kind of time, <laughs> you know, like like oh, it's 80 and sunny, shorts on, chilling. Oh. Next thing you know, you're like, cool, it's 45 drizzly all the time cloudy oh no i'll give you a good piece of advice so two things happened today i got a text from my wife and she sent me a picture of this day last year and we were outside it was sunny i was wearing a t-shirt and shorts and just living my best life and then today obviously it was a little overcast in 45 so then as is the custom the wife asked me could you go pick up some things at the grocery store so i said sure just threw on a sweatshirt on top of my t-shirt and shorts. And I'm just, you know, trying to get my almond milk, trying to get my organic ba- uh, bananas. Cause that's what baby wants. This little adorable girl just comes up to me and asks me, why are you wearing shorts? And I was like, that's a really good question. So it's one of those life affirming moments where maybe shorts aren't the play during overcast weather. So shout outs to little Gabby, I think was her name. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. And I will be pants full of pants next time I see you. Oh, man it's it's funny though because that that's a whole like we you could i mean this is not a uh a, a shorts or pants podcast but if it were we could roll a whole a whole episode and and then some on mm-hmm. shorts or pants weather because i am i'm a proponent of the shorts and hoodie weather right like i want to be slightly weather. chilly but it's not too cold worlds. yeah 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 the important thing but, to warm. Your legs are free still. Like you can't ask for anything better. No, I'm but as someone play. who's, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I'm ready to play basketball. But in case it gets chilly out, <laughs> I still have my hoodie. But as right. somebody who is what Nick, I was gonna say as somebody who's moved around a lot, like lived in L.A., lived in you know the Bay Area, lived in Sacramento, lived in Boulder, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Detroit, Austin, Texas, Brooklyn. I'm probably forgetting places. <laughs> the shorts and hoodie weather can range from like, you know, that's like 60 degrees in Sacramento. But in Detroit, 
I was wearing shorts and a hoodie at like 45 because, hey, got to get it where you can. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wild man out there. <laughs> Skies out, thighs out for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not going to 50. I, at a, I'm, I'll come up at 50. Like, if it's 50 degrees outside, I still am good with shorts and a hoodie. Like, we went to the beach this past weekend, and it was kind of weird weather. Like, the first day, they were like, man, it's kind of chilly. No worries. I have a hoodie, but I still have my shorts on because I'm at the beach. I will not be putting pants. <laughs> there is probably no swifter kick to the groin as an outsider and then seeing somebody wear jeans to a beach and be like, what are you doing? Like, unless you're a part of a photo shoot, like this, I feel for you. In fact, I mean, I, I might pair, pack a second pair of shorts now just to be like, hey, help me <laughs> I help got you. you. Yeah. You made bad life choices. Let me fix this for you. <laughs> Yeah, and, but conversely, I will say this, as members of the hoodie short mafia, one thing we will peep, stress to people to do is do not follow that up with flip-flops. Don't Make sure you have some heat on your feet because if you go flip-flop, you go full bum and nobody likes that. And <laughs> you never go a lot of places will give you the no shirts, no shoes, no service. We want you to have shoes so that way you can get service from all these great proprietors all across the land. <laughs> It it is kind of funny because like I'm I'm a very anti flip flop uh, person when it comes to like I just like having sneakers on regardless of like you know like I'm not gonna wear them into the ocean or something although I have various water shoes from over the sure. years but like <laughs> like there's like a certain like level of like chaos that I just think comes with wearing flip flops right it's like yeah you're not ready for the anything. guys that the the guys that the guys that longboard or skateboard, you know, down in Venice or you know Ocean Beach in San Francisco, with flip flops on, and I'm Don't just like, me. I I, I want to keep my feet. Like the last <laughs> thing that I want is bare skin on grip tape. So <laughs> you know, so it just doesn't make awful. any sense to take that risk. There's like I just don't get anything out of it. I will say, there's been a couple of times where I've been jealous of a. Uh, I won't name any names, but a certain family member that has a pair of flip flops with the bottle opener on the bottom. It's very convenient. Those. I remember those. It's, it's very convenient. Honestly, if there's any sneaker brands listening, designers right now, if you want to throw a bottle opener on the bottom of a pair of skate shoes for me, I would be, I, I, I'm totally down to purchase that product. Like you have my money. Now, you just put it this way. That reminds me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with Mike. Get a Nike Dunk. My analogy I was going to use was if I see flip-flops, that to me is a dude in the bar fight that will finish a bottle of beer, crack it open on the <laughs> beer table, and then just start jostling it back and forth because <laughs> no fucks are given and you're truly about that life. So what I'm hearing is the equivalent, if not greater, to Black Air Force Ones. I'm just I'm it, throwing it out it, there. It does have a it does have it does have a a, a, a slight. Uh, There's a connotation to it. Yeah, there's con- <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's it's the other thing about flip flops though is that I also I'm being totally stereotypical right now, <laughs> but I also still have that like like programmed like beach bum works at the weed shop or sells weed out of the van. You know, picture in my head it's legal which man. i totally support those people and their yep. hustle because you know if if you're not going to do something let's say real uh you know that's a great career path to you know have a life on the beach i honestly sometimes i want to 
delete all of this, throw away my technology, and join you on that career path. If the Honda Element, let's go. Yeah, I got, I got the Element. I like, yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Can we retro the Element because the HRV is as close as we're gonna get, and I love my HRV, but that Honda Element hits different, and it was built for a certain lifestyle, and we are all willing to celebrate that lifestyle if that car comes back because. I'll ask both of you. I'm sure both of you know somebody that has owned or currently owns a Honda Element, and nobody has ever said a negative thing about the Honda Element. I never heard anything other than, oh, it's a box. I'm like, yeah, but if you open it inside, it's glorious. Like, I've never owned one, but I've seen one. I'm like, I respect everything about this vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a solid, solid car. I'm super happy with mine. Like, We've, we've, you know, I, I bought the, like the, the camping extension thing, like the, the, you know, I, I just like wrap around the end. So we keep it open. Like if it's, you know, not too cold someplace, about but that life. you could, yeah, yeah. Like that, my next, my next project is actually like building that like whole platform bed system Dang. inside. <laughs> so if it's, if it's cold, we can just go up to the, like, I want to go to Tahoe and sleep in the car, basically, you know, of like have, have dope, just be on the water. Yeah. That's, Why that's, not? that's the life I'm looking for. See, but you have I a guess, whole you know, flip-flop thing than I do, though. Like, you thought about <laughs> the, the beach bum and the van. I, you know, I got to say, I, I got to throw this in here because y'all know I did, but shout-out to my national champion, Baylor Bears. But when I was in school, <laughs> all I saw was dudes and button-up, like, like what is it, a Tommy Bahama, anything, insert Friday-style shirt with, with cargo pants and the bottle opener flip-flops. I'm like, have you guys ever heard of a sneaker? Like, you do you know? <laughs> but but how... I feel, Mike, that makes your sneakerhead status even stronger because you are walking through the valley of these ne'er-do-wells. And you're the one that's going to lead them down that path towards laces. <laughs> follow me to freedom. Follow, follow him to the full, full unit of Zoom. Follow him to the Air Max bubble. Follow him to the Ultra Boost. Mike is your shepherd. He just needs his flock. <laughs> oh but it's funny i do get messages like from people back in college some guys that i know who are, they're like hey mike you know anything about this shoe i'm like yes let me let me help you anything to do to get you into a sneaker i will do <laughs> oh man all right so we're, we're almost 10 minutes in and and we swear <laughs> this is still a sneaker podcast so let's uh let's hear what you guys are rocking and copping this week so I'll go oh. ahead and start, and I'm going to now do a formal protest in support of one of my fellow sneaker history compatriots. There is an individual on the panel today who had made a request for a heavenly shoe that signifies togetherness, and he has not yet received said shoe, so I will not be copping nor rocking anything until Mike gets his damn cosmic unities, because apparently they're <laughs> coming for him. We don't know if they are. And this may or may not have been a source of bitter frustration on my part because recently I was told that the employee store had a pair of the Space Hippie Cosmic Unities. And I'm like, yes, I have access to this. Let me go there. I went there. They had the amalgams. They had a full size under the green gloves. They did not have my Space Hippies. So now I am protesting until Mike gets his Space Hippies. Then I will get mine. And then we will high five in the eternal game of pickup hoops that is life. You know what? I'm, I'm about that life because it has been a heck of a story. Like, it's going to make a great, if they show up, it's going to make a heck of a story. But we just don't know. So, April 9th, look for an update on if it actually shipped. We'll find out. 
Yes. <laughs> but Nick, how about you? What are you copping? What are you rocking? So uh, I I got a little excited um, today. Uh-oh. Pulled out the uh, 88 Jordan 3s. The, the 88 Jordan 3s from what, 2013 or something? Yeah. Um, just... You know, you know, sometimes you just have to wear a shoe that just is like next level makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. But that's it, right? So um, that is definitely the shoe for me. You know, it's like it's like I don't wear the white shoe, the white shoes during the winter because I don't. I mean, these are dirty as hell because I wore them <laughs> today. But normally, I'd like wait until it's completely clear um, of all threats outside, but. Yeah, just I, I had to do it, and uh, and and then you know like the Nike Talk. Shout out to Nike Talk, Nike Talk T-shirt too. It's just like I feel like I feel like two thousand three Nick is just like thriving today with this outfit, you know. So, um, but as far as what I'm looking to cop, uh, I'm kind of I've kind of become like super obsessed over these Jackie Robinson Air Air Griffey Max Griffey. ones. I, there's, there's a lot of other shoes that are out there that I should be looking at too, but that's the one that keeps coming to mind every time I'm not looking at another shoe. So that's, that's good definitely shoe. my cop for this week. Yeah. Send you all the good vibes to cop those. Yeah, man. I hope you cop those. If you need a size and let me know. Same. Shoot. Appreciate so, it. Yes. Rowan actually influenced my, uh, my rocking. So from the last episode we were on together, I was like, I got to put these back on. And the sock dart has made its reemergence, hey. hey. and I forgot how comfortable this shoe is. Like I went to run some errands, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, why well, don't know where this?" Besides the lack of, you know, lateral support, everything else is good. <laughs> it's a good freaking shoe, man, and uh, I think very underrated. Copping. Discord's about to make me cop these freaking Clot Air Max ones. I don't really want them that badly, but they keep talking about them, and they, and I just kind of like I'm getting influenced by our whole group of our, our little sneaker history family, and like. I don't know. There's no good misfriends, man. Like, there's You're nothing worse me. than being fiscally responsible and then kicks with V or Clint is like, yo, you guys see this? And then <laughs> these other guys are going to be like, oh, those are fantastic. And I was like, I hate all of you. Like, why can't you be this way about groceries or like off-brand peanuts? Like, Something I can get behind. But nope. Yeah. That is uh, looking real, real feasible at this point. If not, I am hunting down all these A to ZX. Uh, pairs of shoes because they are dirt cheap right now and they are super underrated if i could collect a good amount of them i think it'd make a nice nice piece of the collection perfect all right so i was gonna say we we, i guess we gotta take we gotta take care of some business but we don't have business to take care of so i'm gonna just toss it to you and let you run with it okay i will say (laughs) this uh in terms of podcast business my mom let me know that she is our newest uh, subscriber because she was very proud hey. because we were talking about this off air about certain future projects we hope to accomplish. And she said there was a interesting feeling when she told Alexa play sneaker history and she heard our dulcet tones. So shout out to Mama Malhotra. She said she subscribed and it's all through the power of Alexa. So Amazon, not all bad all the time if it gets us new subscribers. (laughs) But to Nick's point, we're going to do things a little bit differently today because we've realized we're quarter through the year. And rather than give you guys, our listeners, another sneaker countdown or find any topic that you're probably hearing on every other sneaker podcast, 
we figured let's do almost an agile retro. And in an industry that's dominated by retros, the agile retro is something different. It's short for an agile retrospective. And what I wanted to do today was talk to Nick, talk to Mike about how they have felt about 2021 thus far. And it's three separate categories and questions that I'm going to ask both of them. And there's no such thing as a right or wrong answer. It's just something that a, we felt went right thus far in the first quarter of 2021, something we feel that's not gone as right. And then also, what are things you're looking forward to? And then the other caveat I gave these guys was it doesn't necessarily have to be about sneakers because so much of our mental health is dependent on sneakers, but there's more to us than just the sneaker thing. So with okay. that being said, uh, I'm going to pick on you, Mike. Mike, what is one thing that you have appreciated in the first quarter of 2021? Yeah, so we will... Break it down. I give you two two answers. Uh, one sneaker related, one just life related. Yep. Sneaker related, uh, I have appreciate the really like the community we have been able to build through sneaker history. It has been insane. I've never been able to just have casual conversations about just anything with so many people who I, I mean, I'm, on most parts I haven't actually really met, and it's really nice that the sneaker history community has really broken down a barrier. I feel like of kind of the, oh, I'm better than this person. I'm, you know, I have more than this person. We literally come together to just talk about nonsense, talk about sneakers, help each other find sneakers. And that has made, I, I think it kind of re-energized my love of sneakers. I was actually, I was getting burnt down on shoes. I was like, I can't look at another shoe and be like, oh, I like this. Like this has really re-energized my, my love of, of sneakers again and not getting kind of bogged down by the, the nonsense that goes on that gets thrown at us from the brand. So definitely community. Um, another good thing. I mean, on the family side, my personal life, I mean, family has, you know, thank God has stayed healthy throughout this entire year. Uh, we are about 10 weeks and counting from our baby girl showing up. And I mean, I can't, I can't be any happier. So, I mean, everything's just going right. And, and knock on wood uh, that it, it keeps going that way. That's so awesome to hear. And I mean, I think it's one of those things where you are adding to our community. So inevitably, when that channel appears on our Discord that just says kids, you get to christen it with your beautiful baby girl. Yes. Nick, any thoughts on what Mike had to say or any overlap in terms of something you have appreciated in the last quarter? Oh, man. I mean, I'm 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 right there with Mike on the the, the community, man, the Discord, the guys. Uh, that, you know, like, uh, you know, specifically you want to call out Greg for just like, mm -hmm. like helping me with so much stuff and, and keeping things moving with it. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's so great to have it, but I want to make sure everybody's having as much fun with it mm -hmm. as I do. And that can be overwhelming for me, you know, just trying to check in on everything and make sure everything's going and happening. And, um, and Greg has been, you know, he, he's, he's, literally the people's champ of the discord man he is like <laughs> like bringing people together for you know zoom calls and trivia night and mm -hmm. you know it's it's uh god it's just like a beautiful thing and i i can't you know i i i just can't say enough about everybody in there just being so supportive of what we do and and looking out for each other and you know like I know, like, I haven't been buying sneakers near as much, but it's so awesome to see people finding stuff that they've been looking for for years. 
because somebody was like somebody saw they wanted it and put in some effort for them and, and helped them find yeah. it because you know it's impossible to like actually keep up with all the different places that you can find things and yep. you know to have people in your corner like that just makes you know to mike's point it makes it makes like sneakers enjoyable again right like I think the the hardest thing about sneakers this year has been like if you if you fall for anything that's new it's not available you know like and and that's a you know I mean that's a relatively new experience you know within the last 18 months or so where almost everything that is you know just stuff that you just would not ex- expect to be sold out um yeah. and and to kind of have the like the balance in that with the discord community has been you know amazing yeah absolutely now, it's just one of those things where you don't feel the losses as much when you have people that are commiserating in those losses but it's also this double edge because if we were a bunch of negative nancy's that could make that loss feel even worse but to the fact that both of you have made this Community is positive, knock on wood. There is a almost an informal no assholes rule where everybody <laughs> kind of checks their ego, checks whatever biases they may or may not have and just supports each other. And it's one of those things that we had kind of mentioned this last year where we want to obviously increase our community. Like we want to make sure that there's more female representation. We want to reach out to the younger sneakerheads. Hell, we want to reach out to the older sneakerheads because this is something that ties us all together, which if we look at each other on the surface, we may not have any sort of connection, but we do love this one product because of how it makes us feel. So that kind of touches into one of the things that I really appreciated in this first quarter. And I'll use this opportunity to brag about the infrastructure here at Sneaker History, Sneaker Convos. And this is something that I kind of touched on in our pregame meeting, so to speak, where in my life, I'm so used to these big conferences for all my niche hobbies that I enjoy. So if I'm a gamer, I'm always intrigued by E3. Like what are the new games that are coming out? How are they testing in the public? Like how are people's on controller feels of it? From a nerd perspective, Mike knows this as well as anybody. Comic Con is like a holy grail for us. It's like, yeah, you wanna go for the big Marvel Hall H presentations, but there's also the fact that you don't know what cool shit you're gonna see that you're gonna wanna buy, whether it's a Gundam, whether it's a poster, whether it's a t-shirt, it's just that, community aspect of it again that's always there and i thought what we did and specifically what nick did as the cal ripkin if you will in terms of not only his quality of moderating these panels but also the durability and the longevity of it nick you brag about yourself how many hours did you stream (laughs) uh I, i don't know exactly the hours but there were 30 30 different streams in five days uh and there were shout out to you know the the Canada Superpod. Um, I wasn't on that as a, as a you know a voice on it, but you know kind of ran it from behind the scenes. Um, and then the Soul Searching podcast, uh, Soulful Mike uh, did a couple of of uh, episodes too. So, um, but yeah, it, it was it was uh, it was a beautiful thing to see all these people kind of step up and and share their stories and you know kind of give some some insights and share their knowledge with people you know like um i i kind of uh you know fall back on like sneaker history being like the uh the um you know the the 
uh, respect the past, you know, share your knowledge and empower the youth, right? That's kind of always been my mantra for what sneaker history is, because there's plenty of people out there that are, that are going to tell you about what's out right now, what you should be buying, what you shouldn't be buying. There's people that are going to make fun of you. There's people that are going to gas you up when you didn't really do anything. Like there's everything yeah. about sneakers. Uh, you know, it's easy to find the kind of the, the, the surface level conversations. And so I just always wanted to be some, some place where people can, you know, get some honest feedback, um, learn about things that they might not be told, you know, if that marketing budget cuts out a good story about a shoe, or if, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, there's, there's people, you know, going back to the discord, right? Like there's people like Dalton that are massive fans of the Vans half cap, like, Dalton, Dal I've known Dalton through, you know, social media for, I don't even know how long, years. And not like known each other, but known of each other. And like, to me, that gives, his passion for that shoe gives him credibility to share with the next generation because the stories that he can share are equally as important as the stories that all of us can share. And I think that, that to me is like kind of what sneaker combos, I hope, you know, was the gist of what people were taking away from it was like the, the knowledge that all these people share with, you know, no expectation back from it. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and that was a, a crazy experience for me. I'd never, I'd never streamed anything until the week before that, you know, testing it all out, never done anything like that. Um, you know, on my own, I mean, I've definitely worked with people that do that, but when you don't have to do the technical things and you're just more of the, the, the planner and the connector of dots. Like it's, it's completely different than me being on screen, making sure that I got all the assets, making sure that I got all of the like visuals mm -hmm. for people to, you know, have their stuff and making sure that I got all the invites out and all this stuff. So it was like really challenging for me, but like one of my favorite things that I've ever done, because it was like it, you know, on a personal level, it was a complete distraction from, you know, like, six weeks of normal, like looking at the news and feeling depressed because, Hey, we're still dealing with the pandemic a year plus later. So, um, yeah, yeah it was, it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative that you guys enjoyed it. I'm appreciative that you're, you know, that the, uh, the kind words, because it, it was, uh, it was definitely intimidating for me at first, you know, and it, it wasn't supposed to be anything what, you know, to what it became. It was supposed to be four or five conversations and a, you know, uh, you know, less than 20, 30 people and ended up being, you know, I think we had, I think we had like 120 different people or something like that across the whole week. So, Makes sense. Wow. you know, there's just a lot of people that a lot of good people that like just did it for the love of, you know, sneakers. And um, not to say that, you know, that that was you know, I, I totally understand if people get paid to speak then they get paid to speak, but that was yeah. like the most beautiful thing about it to me was like all these people that, that I know get paid to do what they did and they did it for free because it was about the community and not about taking a check from somebody. And, um, man, like, I'm just super thankful that everybody kind of came through. Yeah. And one of those people, and I'll use this opportunity to brag about the other guy on our screen was Mike and just kind of hearing Mike's feedback and thought process on taking photos of sneakers because 
if you know Mike, you know he takes some fire-ass photos about the sneakers that he gets. And it was great to kind of get the Kobe Bryant detail of it, if you will, from Mike saying, okay, this is what I look for. This is what I'm thinking. This is why I do it. And Mike, for me, just kind of learning from you, like, was there anything as you were kind of giving your spiel to the audience, like you found out about your process that resonated with people? Or was it just something that you have almost kind of taken this innate ability to do now because you've done it for so long? Yeah, you know, it's, I think it's still really surreal to me that people actually were interested to hear my thought process, whether it is the, the photography uh, panel or was the, the review panel I did with, uh, with Drew. It just, it's, it's crazy to think that, like, I guess, and it's, it kind of sounds silly, but it's like, oh, my opinion matters. And this whole scheme of, like, sneakers, we seem like we're in this big ocean full of so many different types of people and, and things that it was really just almost like in a in a in a fog that I was able to actually talk to people and give my perspective and give a process and it was just nice to actually like I met so many new people uh, I was able to like connect with people talk and still talk to them like even though it's been a week or so or god I guess a couple of weeks now since that's happened I still con- have contact with uh, some of the people I met it's really really nice and just uh it really pushed me to do better because Speaking with the the other guys on the panel, uh, especially the photography piece, I was like, man, these guys, this is this is this is what they do. They're in a lack of better words, they're they're about that life, and uh, that's their their bread and butter. I was like, I want to be as good, if not better. And I mean it with and it's all all respect because I'm like, I see what they do. I'm like, I want to see if I can push myself to the next level, and that has really helped me. And that's another thing that just re-energized my love for sneakers because I know with doing the reviews, I'm like, oh, do I have to get this? get that i'm like no i i really took a step back and i decided i'm just gonna get things i like and things i think are visually appealing and that's what it came down to me taking the, the photos i've been taking now creating that that white white box that i just like uh like styrofoam board or whatever they call it foam board and just creating within my means and realizing that i don't have to spend thousands of thousands of dollars i really just have to get the mindset and just and keep building and something good will come out of it so I don't know. I, I really just appreciate just the opportunity of being able to, to, to be there and be a part of it. And I think my favorite part of everything about that is Nick took a leap of faith to do this. It turned into something big. And the best part was that it got so big that a certain other organization was like, Hey, you can't use that name. So that's how I knew that moment. I knew it was going to be something because if it wasn't, they wouldn't have bothered. So that, that moment there told me this, this is, this is meant to be something. I mean, in, in hindsight, yeah, like it was, it was, it was great. But at that moment, that oh, like, it was the, the morning before, right? It was just like, oh. Uh, no, no, I, I mean, will say this. it's two things, right? That might have been our Jordan one band moment where it's like, <laughs> you want to come to this great sneaker conversation, but you can't because it's been banned because we can't refer to it by this name. And I, I'm going to hopefully speak this into existence one day. My thought was this okay, you know what? We won't use that direction based name because. Fair play. They've been using it for a lot longer. But mm-hmm. if we do this right, and I have the utmost confidence that we do, five years from now, they're going to ask us to be at their directional based conference, and we're going to get that. So that's something that I think all of us have kind of taken on as a thing to just get Nick to Austin, so to speak. So that's what we'll continue Let's to go. do. Yeah, I so, mean, it, it, I was just going to say it's it's 
it's kind of still surreal to even think that. I was talking to somebody about it today because I just catching up with somebody I hadn't spoken to in a while. Shout out to you, David. Um, he'll be on the podcast soon for sure. But um, it, it was uh, it was so weird because you know, like I knew calling it South what we did sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> um, I knew that like that wasn't going to be okay, but I didn't think it was going to be anything more than a few conversations and it was like, yeah, this will be fun to see if we can get people to like join in for the conversations. And, and it totally spiraled out of control because that was like, (laughs) it's, it's like also like a very reflective on myself moment too, because like, I kind of like to your point, Mike, I need to be better about just doing it right. Like not thinking about it, not, waiting for all the perfect pieces to come together. Mm-hmm. And like, for the most part, I would say 95% of what I wanted to happen with sneaker combos actually happened. And I was in no way shape prepared for it. When when, you know, Joe, um, you know, kind of planted the the idea in my head and was like, you should try this and or we should try this. And um, that was like, that that just like kind of circles back to what you're saying, right? Like it's just do whatever you have. It isn't about like having the best of things. It isn't about having the most expensive stuff. Look, like the only reason I have a wall of sneakers behind me is because I've been doing this for damn near 20 years and like buying yeah. sneakers for, you know, 30 some years. Like it has nothing to do with like having to get to this before I do things. It's like the things come when you're doing the things you're excited about. And that's something that I think, you know, I mean, I've, I've been there with like building the, the, the soft box, you know, out of the, you know, poster board and like trying to change the colors. Like I literally did all that <laughs> stuff when I was, you know, working for like soul collector back in the day, because, you know, those guys shot such beautiful photos. And I was like, how do I just teach myself this without, you know, like I was living in, I, I was living in LA and I was living in Sacramento kind of, um, at the time for the couple of years. And didn't have, you know, I, I was like, I needed to pay rent. I didn't need, you know, have the money to buy an expensive camera. But I had yeah. a, a decent camera, you know, it wasn't like a game changer or anything. But like, I just needed to spend the time learning it and getting better at it. And it's funny, too, because like, I hardly ever take like, pictures with my camera at this point, because I'm just so lazy. I'm just like, oh, iPhone will do. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. That's what they. That's what you bought it for. It's a mini computer. It can do some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right, Mike. How about you? Is there anything? Because I know Nick touched on it when he was talking about things that he liked. He also kind of mm-hmm. dabbled into something that's frustrated him in the first quarter. Has there been anything in particular that's frustrated you as a sneakerhead, or maybe as a human being in yeah. the first quarter of twenty twenty one? Because life is like that sometimes. Yeah, I say life. Life's good, man. I'm blessed beyond reason. I can't I have nothing to complain about. I woke up today breathing, so I I have nothing to complain about. Um, being a sneakerhead, so I can complain about that all day. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> no, you know what? And it's more. I don't know if it's more like systematic things that we just have no view of, but it's it's mainly just how organizations that are bigger than us, you know. Like when I look at us, I look at, you know, wear testers. I look at guys like uh, Seth Fowler. We really are still keeping it to a point of, we're still talking about the sneakers, talking about the stories, 
talking about the performance in, in, the, in the case of, of Chris and Drew and the guys there uh, at Word Testers. We're breaking down the sneaker, whether no matter in what way or form it, it is happening. And, that's, and there's, there's more guys out there doing it. I'll just name the first couple on top of my head. And I just don't like how there's two things happening. You got the bigger outlets, and then you got main, mainstream media news. So picking up stories, and it's all about the glorifying, the, the, the selling, the kind of almost black market nature that sneakers has taken on now, which has, in a sense, made that, I, I don't know if it's because quarantine people have gotten bored and just trying, well, not necessarily bored, well, yeah, bored, and, they're, and also trying to find more ways to bring in income. But it seems like those types of coverages on sneakers and like the bots and all that stuff have just made it impossible. Nick said it earlier. It's like you get caught in this trap of, oh, this is cool. This is new. But I really have to think, am I even going to get a chance to see it? I've never seen a point in my life where I can't go try on a shoe. And I'm not talking about quarantine or COVID. I'm talking about just since the product being available. When is the last time you've been able to try on a shoe? That wasn't something that you were going by, hey, I just need a purely a basketball shoe. I don't care if it's a new one or I need purely whatever it is, like a walking or running shoe. If it's not a particular model you're looking for, it's the new thing, cool, you can go ahead and do that. But there's just a point now, like I was talking to the guys before we got on about the, the Claude Air Max 1s. I understand that's a hype shoe. Makes sense. Probably no matter what, I probably wouldn't be able to try it on. But the sense now... We having to guess what size it is. People are like, oh, crap, I got it. My normal size too big. I didn't know they were going to deconstruct the padding. I, I had no idea. Or they're getting the, the heart, even the heart in volume five. You can't find it in the store and come to find out. It's not the same sizing as traditional heart. It actually ran a little longer. But you wouldn't know because you can't try it on. In a sense, I can't go touch a product and see if it's right for me. I have to mad dash, buy it. I just got to see what happens. I don't like that. I like to buy things that I know I want in the sense that I'm being rushed and said, hey, your money's not good enough if you're not as fast as this guy. I don't have the particular technology as this guy. That's the thing that frustrates me. And it seems like it's just gotten worse over this, this, I know the past year, but this past quarter seems to be hitting the peak. We're celebrating resellers and all this stuff so much more. And I, I don't care what the reselling, but I think the celebration of it has just made it just kind of too widespread. It's too many people know about how to do it and it's making it harder for just normal people who want a shoe to get a shoe. And that's kind of how my, my soapbox moment. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what this retro is for is like, there's no right or wrong answer. I'll use, I'll use this anecdote. And I tell people that are listening or watching, put on your hat because I'm about to drop a name and it's really douchey. And I apologize in advance, <laughs> but Mike had mentioned the fact that you are making decisions on a whim and more importantly, in a very accelerated manner, because you don't know when it's going to sell out. And I talk a little bit about being an ex-Nike intern. So one of the biggest perks I got out of that was we got to one day have lunch with Phil Knight in a room and cool. anybody could ask him any question that you wanted. So your boy here decides, okay, Mr. Knight, thank you so much for giving me an awesome summer. What is the worst decision you've ever made in your career? And obviously it gets a couple of chuckles. You kind of come out as a little bit of a troll, but it wasn't my intent yeah. because thought is you are a Titan of your industry. Like, Whatever you yeah. give me, even if it's a smart ass answer in the back, I can at least say, hey, I got this moment with you. And he said something that resonates with me to this day that you just said, Mike. He didn't give me a specific example, but what he told me was I will never, ever make a decision on just rushed instinct. 
I will yeah. always take my time. And to your point, Mike, that's just not happening now because we have mm-hmm. to be able to cop this sneaker. I, I hope it fits. I hope it doesn't wreck my feet while I'm shooting a layup, but mm-hmm. I can't even tell anymore. And that is super frustrating. And I'll use that to bridge into probably my biggest frustration in the last quarter. It's something both of you have kind of alluded to in indirect terms. I'll go ahead and just say it. I think the vilification of the sneakerhead has been my biggest frustration because unfortunately we've seen a lot of stories that to both of your points highlight the resellers. We also hear these stories about the fact that more often than not, greed is the biggest catalyst in these stories. We hear about kids that are buying X hundred thousands of dollars worth of sneakers and then flipping them. And they're going about it through nefarious means. And it makes all of us look bad because at the end of the day, we would want that product if it was made available to us. But I think we are a little bit mature in the sense that we're not going to pay an arm and a leg for it. But it is frustrating because so much of what constitutes the sneakerhead is the joy that comes of getting that pair, wearing that pair, basking in the revelry you get in that pair. And we don't get to do that as often. And some of it is pandemic based. I'll be the first to admit it. But others is it's just hard for us. And I look at us in terms of we're a mom and pop podcast. We don't have that big backing. We're not going to get seated shoes just so we can make a quote unquote video moment that people can post on their social media accounts and say, oh, did you hear what sneaker or sneaker history said about this, this or this? We are a nuanced podcast that we care about things that are bordering the sneaker just as much as the sneaker itself. And we're never going to be that. But we want to make sure we continue to open the eyes of prospective sneakerheads that says, hey, it's not all bad. We're not all bloodthirsty, <laughs> greedy people that want these sneakers because we need to have them because a the kid down the street has them and I need to keep up with him or her. And that's where I feel it is a bit of a struggle because we are constantly just seeing the wrong things about our industry and our culture being amplified. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I mean, I feel like that's kind of been like where I find myself in a lot of ways where like I'm very, or I can be very self-righteous about my beliefs and standards and integrity. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a lifelong learning process, like navigating the world with people that aren't right. And, and, you know, not, not saying that you guys aren't not saying that our listeners, listeners aren't, but like, it's just a part of it, right? Like, you know, I think, I think, you know, sneakers in general have become the, the spotlight has become more and more narrowed through the years. Right. I would say for the past 10 years, it has just been focus on the worst of things, focus on the worst of things, focus on the worst of things from, you know, a, a more mainstream, you know, perspective. Right. And there's good things about it, you know, growing and, and, you know, even the resale business is still a positive in the larger picture of opportunity that comes for, you know, look like there wasn't a stock X six years ago or whatever it was, you know, there wasn't a goat seven years ago. There wasn't opportunities to work in a company Mm -hmm. that gave a shit about sneakers you know, that, that, there, that exists now. Right. So, um, I think it's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of, a um, 
it's always going to like, it's always going to ebb and flow back and forth. Right. Like we're just on the kind of far extreme of like, you know, the publicity that's out there, like, yeah, you know, you know, like just thinking about like the couple of things that bothered me about the first quarter of this year, the first one, it's going to be the way that, uh, you know, that Marcus Jordan handled the release of those Jordan ones. I just thought that I thought that like, Hey, you know, I guess on the, on the flip side of it, I thought, Hey, Nike did an incredible job of finding like the OG sneaker collectors and getting the airship to a lot of people that are truly passionate about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they did a great job with that. I think of course, like I would have loved to have a pair personally, but like that doesn't really matter to me. Like there are so many people out there that have put in years of, of work to try to, you know, elevate these stories. Um, and to, to see those, those people that are just not working in the industry in any way, just super passionate about it, get that opportunity to be a part of the, you know, the kind of launch of the airship, hugely important, huge success in my mind, you know, for Nike to take care of the, the, the community that's been like so important behind the scenes. Um, and I, I guess like that set a new standard for me and like what I would expect, you know, you know, I, I, I know that I shouldn't have, have expected it, but like, you know, in my mind, it's like, look, you're the son of Michael Jordan. Like you don't need to make a bunch of money off these shoes. You have better anything you possibly want at your fingertips. And Mm -hmm. if it's making a name for yourself, this is not the way you want to do it in my mind. And that's also not my place to, to judge somebody else's journey either, you know, and like, that's, you know, where I've got to like reel myself back in and not get frustrated about it and not care about it. But it's just a fan of the design, a fan of, you know, the, the, the photos of, 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 you know, of Mike wearing the, the threes in, in, you know, 88 and the rookie game, you know, in the, the ones like all those like early years of Jordans for me were, and still are the like the things that I I want to attain in terms of like collecting, right? That those are like the nostalgia pieces that I still feel like. I mean, look, I pulled out the the Jordan threes today. You know, like I I could pull out a, a Jordan one like that twenty years from now and still feel like I'm seven eight years old watching the All Star game. You know, with my brother on you know whatever eighty five. So that was like the one thing that was like probably one of the more frustrating. The other to your point wrote about like where the spotlight shines, I think on the resellers and the negativity around sneakers was just the whole situation with, you know, the, the Nike VP and um, the sun selling reselling. And, and I just, I totally understand the temptation of that. I totally understand that the kid is probably just excited because he has access to shoes yep. and it spiraled yep. out of control. But I also feel like, at what point do you, as an executive of, you know, one of the biggest companies in the United States, if not the world, at what point do you have to step in and say, this is not right? You know, like this, this just can't happen. And, and, you know, or on the, on the flip side of that, like, are you really not getting paid enough and you need to have your kid be making, you know, millions of dollars reselling the shoes at, at, off your discount? Like, um, you know, I think like there's, there's so many ways you could go about it, but, but more than, more than like, 
the disappointment in the actions, I was just disappointed that that became another talking point for everybody who doesn't understand sneakers. Yeah. Plain and simple. No, I think that's expertly said. Mike, do you want to chime in on any of that or do you have any other stories that fuel your frustration? No, I mean, I think Nick hit the rest of them on the head right there. It's just yep. like some things that were, it was done by, like I say, it was more like system systematic and it was Nike with the, the VP and her kids selling the back, or the sneakers. Marcus Jordan doing whatever the heck Marcus Jordan was doing. They want us to keep feeding the fire and keep buying these sneakers. I can't expect the company to be right by everybody. That That's literally impossible. I, I don't expect it from them. But I do expect them to do better and give loyal customers. And I think anyone who's loyal, who's buying your product multiple times a year, they don't have to buy every release. It's impossible. You're asking too much money for each of these sneakers to say, oh, well, you didn't buy the last 10 releases. Sorry, I can't give you this one. If this person talks about your product, you're getting free advertising from every last one of us. I just say give us a shot. I'm not, again, never going to be fair. You're not going to have the same thing as me. I'm not going to have the same thing as you. It's just how it is. But give everyone a shot and just so they can just cut the conversation. Make it as, I don't know, like again, as open as possible. Let, let, the, let the process be known. If we know the process, I think people will understand it more. If it is a lottery, like I've been hearing that Sneakers is, where you have about five to ten minutes to, or what was it, one to five minutes to actually enter the draw. You don't have to do it right away. It pulls like a lottery number and then you get your, you, you, you win or lose. Let us know that's how it is. That way everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. I got a scratch off and didn't win. They would have that same feeling with the sneaker. They would still suck, but they would know the behind the scenes. And I think that would solve yes. a lot of issues. I think yeah. so. I think the, the, another thing that just kind of pops into my head, like I, I have like mixed feelings around, around the sneakers app, right? Like I think it's impossible. I think we've created the impossibility by funneling everyone into one app. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I'm going to shamelessly plug, like I've been trying to do like this newsletter on outside the box. Right. And today Mm -hmm. I wrote about essentially refurbished shoes at the Nike outlet and like Nike shutting down some of the, more of the accounts, you know, urban outfitters, Mm -hmm. DSW, um, you know, a handful of sporting goods stores, like places that I think are still important to the bottom line. Um, I don't want to, necessarily get into that but if you want to read about it like i wrote it you know you can find it on the outside pods social accounts or whatever um but sneakers elevating people from the community within the app has been beautiful and i'm i wish that that was more prominent within the app i wish that all of those little mini interviews that they do with uh, the random the random chick that skateboard and the random dude that works at the bodega, all these like people yeah. that we are and know and love and interact with on a daily basis, you know, pre pandemic, but like, that's such a beautiful thing to me. And it, and it sucks that they get so much backlash for the, the buying and the consuming of sneakers through that, because it is a terrible process, but it's also like, like, look, if you, if you made that about anything else, you would still have the same problem, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, graphics cards are the same way right now. Trading ah, cards yeah. are the same way right now. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the first week an Apple product launches, right? Like, you run into the same headaches buying this stuff. And 
and to have the millions of people interested in it is beautiful, but like to, to funnel them into one place and think that people are actually going to be happy with the product, it's going to be impossible. But I think like the other thing that, you know, not to harp on um, Nike so much, but they are the leader, sure. right? Like we all look to them as like the inspiration. They're the, you know, they're the aspirational ones in everything, right? Whether it's marketing, product lines, design, everything that they do is kind of like leading, cutting edge, innovative. Mm. And I think one of the things that was like super disappointing was kind of to see that refurbished uh, wall that, that we talked about on a previous episode and that I wrote about where, you know, and shout out to Matt for, for sending me those pictures for us to post. Mm -hmm. Positioning that as, as, you know, this move to zero green movement or sustainable movement is so much of a bummer to me because like as a company that literally, like I've literally watched go from like an Air Force One to, I mean, you know, the greater than series, right? Like yeah. the innovation and the pushing of the envelope that Nike is known for, I feel like that is just like a slap in the face to who they are by yeah. trying to position something that they already do. You know, they already sell refurbished shoes. They already are you know, they're already making money off of these shoes in so many different ways. And when they have to back, you know, not backdoor them, but when they have to take back shoes from a, a retailer and then send them out to a DSW or a Ross or a Marshalls or something, they're still making profit off of those shoes. You know, they're not giving them away. So Ross can be in business. They're still making yeah. profit. And to, to see them position that as like a part of the move to zero, like push was super disappointing because I just expect more from them. And I know that they do more than that. You know, I know that they do more to, to, you know, actually become better at, you know, you know, less trash and less waste. And, you know, like they're, they're constantly trying to improve. And I think that's, that's always a part of what I admire about Nike. And, you know, like I think of my friends that work there, that's also what I appreciate about them. You know, like you have to have that mentality to work there where you're constantly, it, it doesn't even have to be like within your job scope, right? It's like, it's hopping onto, you know, this podcast and learning about something you don't know about, or it's reading a book or talking to people and constantly learning. And like, to see that was like a super like, wow, like you've missed the mark, like crazy on this one, because like, we know you can do better. And, yeah. and like, you know, just on a personal level, the sustainability thing is something that I've been wanting to talk more about for the last four or five years. And I've tried to bring it up more and it's, it's obviously right there. And I've, you know, in my like, you know, day job work, I'm trying to work with brands that, that need help trying to bring that to light and, and highlighting the people that are doing it in the right way already, because there's so many people in the footwear industry that are doing amazing things. But then to your point about like the perception outside, if the perception is that Nike selling refurbished shoes is a good step in sustainability in the sustainability world, then, then all the other brands just go and try to copy that. And it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, no, you need this to be the, like, this needs to be like a, a real step in the right direction. So um, that was super negative. So we got to, we got to, we got to no, 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 turn no, no, it no, around no, no, into, 
turn we're, it around we're into something positive. <laughs> yeah, I got you. This is why I'm here, so to speak. We've got five to 10 minutes and that was a very heavy thought, but I figure let's end things on a lighter note. So you know what? I'll let Mike go because Nick just gave us a lot of truth <laughs> and a lot of good points. Ooh. Mike, what is one thing you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? Or even if you don't want to go that far, how about the next yeah. quarter? What's something just very light, very high level that you're excited yeah. about in the next three months? Uh, honestly, I'm just I'm excited to just create more, uh, doing more on the, on the channel. Uh, again, like I said earlier, it's kind of switched directions. Yeah, I'm still going to try to do the reviews and new stuff, but I'm really trying to put spotlights on sneakers that people don't see that often or don't talk about that often, I should say. So I'm really excited about that. Um, my next thing I'm working on really is trying to put some more light on it. The Adidas ZX pack, like that whole ZX thing is such a, it's a legendary shoe that people don't talk about enough. And I think it deserves some shine to it. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see more of the competition in basketball sneakers because Puma New Balance on joking out here. And I've got my hands on a few of the Puma products. Um, I haven't had any New Balance products, but I've heard nothing but good things. So I'm excited to see that competition keep pushing uh, the bigger brands to, to do something better. So there, there's some good stuff out there. I think performance basketball is on its way back into our lives as a normal talking point, And I'm here for it because that's my favorite type of shoe. Perfect. Nick, how about yourself? What's something uh, that you're excited about in the future? I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, I still got a sore shoulder from my first COVID vaccination. So I'm, I'm excited to see people, man. I want to like, I mean, I, I'm still going to be masked up and super careful because there's just too much, there's too much at risk. I got, I got yeah. way too many things to accomplish in life. So I'm not trying to mess around with any of that, but <laughs> I want to go out and like talk to people and like go into stores on a, on a, like, you know, like have conversations with people. Like I just, I really haven't done a whole lot of that. And, um, I'm just looking forward to to kind of like connecting with people again because I feel like that's that's ultimately what I love about sneakers. And as much as it's fun to do it online, it's even more fun for me to like you know grab grab a coffee or grab a bite to eat with somebody and like hear their life story sure. about shoes. Um, so that that would be it for me. Perfect. Uh, I think I am in the same way. That there's a lot of good stuff. And knock on wood, I'm glad everybody's getting vaccinated or on the verge of vaccination. We want to be like Nick Engvall. We want to be like Mike. Make sure you continue to wear masks because we don't know what is going to happen next. And we don't want a third or a fourth wave to hit. Um, from a superficial perspective, the Western Conference playoffs, Space Jam, uh, the hopefully the obtaining of a PS5. But I think for me, the biggest thing is I will be joining young Michael on Team Dad because we are also pregnant. So we figured that's probably the best thing to look forward to going forward. Nice. So, yeah. Congrats, man. Congrats, yeah. man. So I, I figure like that's the nice note that we can all end on. So I'll use this opportunity to allow these guys to once again brag one more time about where they're at on social media. Nick, you go first, man. Yeah, Nick, go for it. All right. You can find me at Nick Engvall on all the platforms. Uh, you can also follow uh, Outside Pods on all the platforms uh, for, for some more interview stuff. I'm trying to, uh, trying to expand the reach of our sneaker history community. So we're going to start doing some interesting crossover stuff in the future that we'll get into, but that's where you can find me. And as always at sneaker history everywhere too. Yeah. Well, you can find me of course on sneaker history. You can find me every Monday and Thursday with these fine gentlemen here, uh, Instagram and Twitter at madwatcher 789 and Of course, YouTube at Mike Guillory. Roy, take us home, man. 
Yep. Uh, I am on Twitter at Rohizi. I'm on Instagram at Rohadm13. And more importantly, I'm part of Sneaker History. And we thank you guys so much for listening to us. This was one for us. You always hear about one for them, one for us. And we do a great job giving you guys great content that is about the culture. It's about the industry. But I figured let's just do one for us because it can go a long way in energizing us. So thank you so much for listening to three guys talk about what they like and what they don't like about the sneaker world today. Sir. Right on. We'll catch you all on next one. Peace. See you guys. See ya. Hey y'all, Nick Ingvall here. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a portion of your week hanging with us. And if there are any ways that we can improve the podcast for you, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory and join us for as little as five bucks a month. That also gets you access to our Discord group, which is a lot of fun. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. We just started uploading our videos there now, so you can watch the video version of the pod and a lot more. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. It's a small gesture that can go a really long way to making somebody's day a little bit better. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.